and speak to the Lord. Ask him to speak to you. You are in his presence. Ask him to speak to you. You are in his presence. In his presence. We are in his presence. Oh, yes. Why don't you sing unto him? In your presence. I, I am, am content, content in your presence. presence. I, I am content in your presence. There is love, a spreading of your love. Revelations of my world and mind In your presence I can breathe And love some of my reign I'm in the presence of Sing with confidence That yes, you are indeed in His presence Yes in your presence, I am content. We know when we are in his presence. We know when we are in his presence. Because we feel content. We feel content. We feel we have no needs. When we are in your presence, oh God. When we are in your presence, we have no need. When we are in your presence. We know you are full. You are all we need when we are in your presence. Yes. How am I in your presence? I can pray and love songs of fire. I'm in the presence of my King. Do you believe He's able to do all things? Why don't you sing unto him? All oh, the you accomplish what concerns me today. I don't know what concerns you. I don't know what your concerns are. I don't know what is your concern. But God is able. He is able. He is able. He's able. He can accomplish anything that concerns you. Anything that comes your way. He's able. More than able. To me was more than I could ever bring. He's Concerns me today. 
able. I know he's able. I don't know what concerns you. But the heavens knows what concerns you. And he's able to accomplish that. That which concerns you. God is able. Jesus is able. Jehovah is able. He's able to accomplish that. He is able. Father, we know you are indeed able. Lord, we know when we are in your presence, Lord, our life is full. When we are in your presence, oh God, there is no room for anything else. When we are in your presence, Father, we have contentment. Tonight, oh God, as we have come, Lord, we know that anything that concerns us, you are able to accomplish it. Therefore, Lord, we yield to you. We say, let your spirit have his way. We give you all of our hearts. You say, it's our heart that you seek. It is our heart that you, you want. Father, tonight, we yield to you and we give you all of our hearts. And we ask, oh God, that you have your way spirit of god speak to us tonight use me as a vessel and speak to us we love you jesus in the name of jesus amen hallelujah hallelujah amen well you want to come closer if there is there are spaces in front of you. Come closer. Come closer. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are going to share the word of God. How many of you are ready to receive the word of God? Wonderful. Well, we want to continue with a series of messages we have been sharing in the last few weeks. How many weeks have we shared? It's three weeks already. We've been talking about time, times, and timing. 
Hallelujah. We've been talking about time, times, and timing. Amen. And um, we began by saying that there are seven things that every Christian ought to know about time. Every Christian has to have this detailed understanding and this deep understanding of time. Hallelujah. When you have understanding of time, it becomes so easy to walk with God. If you don't understand the times, you do not have any idea of what God is doing. When you don't have understanding of time, you question anything that God is doing in your life. Hallelujah. You see, a lot of times we are able to remember only the bad things that are happening to us. Do you see? We don't remember the good things that God is doing in our lives. We don't remember the good things that are happening in our lives. Hallelujah. You see, a lot of you, I believe today, you may have driven cars or you sat on cars driven by people or you, um, you, um, you sat on trains and buses and so on and so forth. You know, I was, I was hearing on the news that um, there was a pilot who died in a cockpit as they were flying. Did you hear about that news? I think it was American Airways. And then the co-pilot took over. Do you see? And then I was thinking, and I said, what if the co-pilot also died? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Because if the pilot could die at that moment, what, well, why could a co-pilot not die also? So, Man has the understanding that let's put two of them together so that when one dies, the other one will take over. But what about if two die? Why don't we put three or four of them? What if two of them die? Do you see? Oh, yes, bring it even down. You are sitting on a train. How many drivers drive the train? Only one. Isn't that so? So what if that train driver dies? You see? But you see, a lot of people sat on trains. How many of you sat on a train today? You went somewhere on a train. Or how many of you sat on a bus today? You see, but you see, you went and then you have come. And you have not marked, you have not recorded it. What's today's date? Sixth. That October 6th, I rode on the train and I came home safely. You see, and nothing happened. You don't record that. You see, but if today, if you were on a train and somebody picked your pocket and you lost your wallet and your license and your credit cards and you had to call the companies to cancel them, you would have recorded this day and you will never forget. Isn't that so? So you see, a lot of times we don't remember the things. If today, if you had had a difficulty breathing so bad such that you had to go to the emergency room, and you sat there for a long time. You would remember this day. But the fact that today you didn't have any difficulty breathing. You went, you, are, you have come, you are still breathing, no problems. You didn't need any pump, nothing, no treatment, no doctor. You have not recorded today. Do you see? So a lot of times God is doing so many good things in our lives. But we don't seem to record them. 
but we seem to record only the things that in our eyes they are bad. And then we put the days down. Some of you have books we call diary that you've recorded only evil things, bad things, all the bad things that have happened to you. You never recorded, oh, today I was able to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I didn't need a tube in my nose for some liquid thing to go into my stomach. I didn't need this. I, you don't record it. Do you see? Today, how many of you have recorded that you were able to urinate freely? You see? But don't you, brother, don't you remember a day that you could not urinate? Yeah. Somebody is here who remembers a day that he could not urinate. And he can describe to you where he was. The emergency will be probably can describe the doctors who saw him. Maybe you can even remember the name. Do you see? But you cannot remember any of the good days that God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So we ought to be conscious of the blessings that God blesses us. And everything that he's doing in our life is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Anyway, this is, I don't know how I get into this. But, um, but, um, but I'm saying every Christian ought to know these seven things about time. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage those of you who have not been here to listen to them messages. We have preached so many things about these things, and I will encourage you to listen to them. First, we said the first thing that we ought to know is what? That time was created by God. Time was created by God. Time was not a man's creation. It is not a man who came up with day and night, and first day and second day, and started counting. It was God who created day and night. It was God who started numbering and said, this we will call day number one, and then number two, and then he started counting. Hallelujah. God created time. Amen. And then number two, what did we say? Time was meant to be a blessing and not a curse. When God created time, it was meant to be a blessing and not a curse. When God created the day and the night, and he looked at it. How many hours are in a day? Okay, so the, the daylight has about 12 hours approximately. And the night also has, or the evening to the night has 12 hours. When God looked at this period, periods of time, he saw that it was good. He said, it was good. Hallelujah. So everything pertaining to time that God created, it was meant for our blessings. Hallelujah. And this we shared so many things on, so I encourage you to listen to the messages. And then the third one, what did we say? Every natural time has a corresponding spiritual time. Every natural time has a corresponding spiritual time. Always, when you see a natural time, any natural time, look for the corresponding spiritual time that and ask what God would expect you to do at this particular time. Hallelujah. And the fourth one, what did we say? A time is a signal for change of purpose. Time is a signal for change of purpose. Hallelujah. And did we go on to the fourth one, the fifth one? What did we say? 
God operates in seasons and cycles. Hallelujah. God operates in seasons and cycles. Amen. We said God operates in seasons and cycles. Everything pertaining to the creation is in seasons and cycles. Hallelujah. There are several cycles in our lives. So many cycles. The water cycle, energy cycle, the nitrogen cycle, the Krebs cycle. Everything is in cycle. Hallelujah. The sun goes around the earth or the earth goes around the sun. Which one? Which one? The earth goes around the sun in cycles. Isn't that so? So there are times in life where we have daylight and there are times also where there is no daylight. There is darkness. Hallelujah. So God created time and he intended that our lives will be operated in cycles and in seasons. Amen. And we should embrace them. We read a scripture in Psalm 1 and verse 1. Psalm 1 verse 1. Can we read that scripture again? Psalm 1 verse 1. He says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. He says, this kind of man is a blessed man. The kind of man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly means he doesn't take advice from ungodly people. He doesn't, he doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor does he stand in the way of sinners. His close friends and the people he walks with are not unbelievers. Hallelujah. Are not sinners. Amen. Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. You know, there are some people, their good friends are homosexuals. They are Christians. But they say, oh, you know, I, I accept them. But the Bible says that is a sin. So you see, you stand, you walk in, or you stand in the way of sinners. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He said, this person, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law that he meditate day and night. And in his law that he meditate day and night. His delight is in the law of the Lord. That means that he delights hearing the word of God. He wants to be in church. He wants to hear the word of God. He, it's, it's a delight to him. When we say we are going to share the word of God, he's delighted. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He's not annoying that it's going on for too long. But he's delighted. And he wants to hear more. He said his delight is in the law of the Lord. The law of the Lord is the word of God. And in his law that he meditate day and night. That means he does his quiet time. And as he's going to work, he's meditating on the word. He's praying on the word. As he's at work, he's meditating on the word. Before he goes to bed, he's meditating on the word. And the Bible says, this kind of man, he shall be like, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His life shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Do you see? He is planted by the rivers, not river of water. And so imagine, I don't know how many rivers can surround one tree. But this man, his life is like a tree that is planted by rivers of water. That means that the rivers, even one run dry, other ones are flowing. 
So he's nourished. He's nourished by the rivers. He's nourished by the rivers. But the Bible says he can bring forth fruits. He can bring forth his fruit only in his season. He can bring forth his fruit. He can bring forth his fruit in his season. Not someone else's season. So everyone has a season. If you are a good Christian, see, this description fits a very good Christian. And so even a very good Christian, he will bring forth fruit only in his season. But we can count on God nourishing him, nourishing him. Even when he's out of his season, God is nourishing him with the rivers. Hallelujah. And he says, his leaves also shall not wither. And the leaves is what makes food for the plant. Isn't that so? So that means even when you are out of your season, you will never lack. God will always make provision for you, even though you are not in your season. Hallelujah. And so you will find yourself in times of life that you are not in your season. Things are not going on for you. You see, all the friends are getting married. All your friends that you grew up with are getting married. And then you see that even no one has proposed to you. No, not one man has proposed to you. You have tried every kind of hairstyle. Every kind of makeup. And you, you have gone back to do even local makeups. <laughs> what are some of our local makeups? Kaji Kaji. You have tried that. It's not working. Amen. You have tried. What is the color that they put on their, their feet? You have tried Kole. You have tried every, every type of thing. But no one is looking your way. You have tried dressing like... Um, every type of dressing. You have tried mini skirts. It didn't work. You have tried the Nigerian hairdo. You have tried everything. <laughs> and then you, you, you feel like, ah, what is happening? You feel, you feel, and then you say, I've gone to church, I have prayed, I have done this. What is happening? But God is still nourishing you. It is still not your season yet. Hallelujah. It is not your season yet. Amen. So everyone has his or her own season. Hallelujah. Everyone has his season. And God will bring to you when it is your season. He will cause you to also have fruit when you are in your season. Hallelujah. But that is if you will sustain. That is if you will remain. Hallelujah. Because your season can come. Your season can come. You see, have you seen trees which are in their season, but there are no fruits on them? Because there are no leaves on them. So, if you do not stay by the rivers and be nourished, you do not stay by the rivers and be nourished, your season will come and you cannot bear fruit. You don't understand what I'm saying. You can, you can, you can come into your season but because you did not stay, you, because you did not stay to be nourished, because you were not nourished. You see, the reason why he was described as a tree that is planted by the rivers of water is because of the pre- preceding verses. He said that he delights in the law of the Lord. 
And he meditates on the word of God. He meditates on the law. Day and night. That means he's never tired of coming to church. And if you continue, if you continue like this, then you'll be nourished. You'll be nourished. You'll be nourished. And your leaves will never wither. You will always have. God will always provide for you. Your leaves will never run dry. Even though it's out of season, you still have leaves. And when your season comes, then we will see the fruits. Hallelujah. When your season comes, when the apple season comes, you pick apples on the tree, yeah, under the tree. But when it's not the season, apples are stored in cold weather and then few of them are brought out to be sold. And it's expensive. Isn't that so? But when it's in the season, oh, it's in abundance. You take a whole bunch and it's for a dollar. Isn't that so? Or maybe $10. Hallelujah. So we want to look at different kinds of seasons. Different kinds of seasons. Hallelujah. So there, the first season or the first time that I want us to look at is a season of trouble or a time of trouble. A time of trouble. Luke chapter 22. A time of trouble. Luke chapter 22. And let's read from verse 1. Verse 31. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. I'll read from the New Living Translation. He says, Simon, this is Jesus speaking. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented, and turn to me again, strengthen your brothers. Strengthen your brothers. Hallelujah. He says, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not fail. Hallelujah. You see, if you are someone who understands the times, you don't fret even when changes come. Do you see You see, Jesus understood the times. And he understood that this Simon who is with him, this Simon who is everywhere around him, there's going to be a time that he will deny him. And he understands that the times will change. The seasons will change. But what he was doing is he's, he's praying for him so that he will stand firm. Because if he stands, the season is going to change again. He's going to come back to him. Do you understand? This is a man who understands time, timing, and the times. Do you understand? So he says, I pray for you so your faith should not fail. So when you have repented, after you have denied me and you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Have something to stand on and strengthen others. And tell them, yes, it is possible that you backslide, but come back again. Come back again. You are backslidden, but come back again. I was there also. Is somebody understanding the word of God this evening? Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you. You see, this is someone who does not understand time, times, and timing. He says, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and even die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. 
before the rooster crows tomorrow in the morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. You see, Jesus was, tell, Jesus was not fretting over it. He knows that times changes. He, said, he knows that God works in seasons. And so he knows that troubled times will come. And he was not fret about it. He didn't fire Peter in advance because I know that you time will come where you are going to deny me, so I'm firing you. Rather, he prayed for him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says that you will deny three times that you even know me. Then Jesus asked them, when I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? Do you remember when Jesus sent them and says, don't take anything? He says, when I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? No, they replied. But now, say to someone, but now. But now. Tell your neighbor, but now. He said, but now. Take your money and a traveler's bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your clock and buy one. The time is changing. A man that understands seasons and understands times sees trouble time coming. And he's making preparation. Do you see? He says, when I first sent you, you didn't need anything. You didn't need your wallet. You didn't need clothes. You didn't need any, your, your sandals. You didn't need anything. But now, if you have a wallet, if, he says, but now, take your money and a traveler's bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. You need a sword. For the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. This is the prophecy. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus knew the times ahead. Amen. He knew the times ahead. And he knew that troubled times are coming. But this is... The period when he was talking, this is the time before he had gone to pray. Listen very carefully. This is the time before he had gone to pray. And before he had gone to pray, this is how he knew to do things. I want you to listen very carefully. This is how he knew to do things. That now the people should have sword. Because trouble time is coming. Now the people should have sword. The people should sell their cloaks and buy sword. Look, Lord, they replied, we have two swords amongst us. He said, that's enough. That's enough. Hold them. Trouble times are coming. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. There, he told them, Pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about the stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Do you see? Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. 
It's not easy. I know what is coming. And he says, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. This cup of suffering. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. Hallelujah. He prayed more fervently. And he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last, he stood up again and returned to the disciples only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the son of man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? You see, we brought the sauce. We have them ready. You told us to get them. <laughs> they have brought themselves. Lord, they have no idea what they are about to encounter. They asked him, Lord, should we fight? Do you release us to go on now? Before Jesus could even speak. He says, and one of them struck at the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. Hallelujah. You see, when you don't understand the times, you don't even change your strategy when the times change. When you don't understand time, when you don't understand seasons, you don't even change your strategy of war when the time changes. So these people, they are staying in the whole strategy before Jesus prayed. He said, go and get salt. And they still have that same strategy, but they don't know that the time has changed. They don't know that the season has changed. Hallelujah. It's not everything that we have to pull salts. It's not everything that we have to start arguing. Sometimes the season changes. You see, it's not everything that you start, you have to sit down, let's detail, let's, de- let's de- de- debate on this, and let's discuss this. It's not all the time. You have to understand the times, timing, and time. Hallelujah. You have to understand the changing seasons. There are some wives, every time is a time of fight. Every time, they don't, they don't, they don't read the seasons. Hallelujah. You see, some wives don't know when to pick fight. They don't know that this is not the right time to pick a fight. You know, there are certain times that okay is enough. There are certain times that just to say okay is enough. Hallelujah. You are always ready with a song. Always. The times have changed, but you are, Lord, should we fight? You are ready to fight. He says, Lord, should we fight? We brought the source. We have it. We have it. 
He said, as for us, we beat. So anytime you are ready to beat, no discussion. That there are times that you just have to just walk away. Hallelujah. So listen to verse 51. Then Jesus, but Jesus said, no more of this. Do you understand? Someone who understands time. I am the one that told you to get a sword. But no more of this. He says, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priest, the captains of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary, he asked, that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. I was there every day. Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? You see, Jesus was in the temple with them every day, but they could not arrest him. There were times that they sought even to push him over. They planned, they were looking and they following him and then they get to a cliff. They wanted to push him over so that he would die just once. Get rid of this man. But you see, it was not their time yet. It was not the time. The time was not there yet. And the Bible says Jesus just turned, slid through them, and he just walked away. They couldn't touch him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? They couldn't touch him. There were times that he preached and he blasted them. He called them names. He said that you are liars. You are, that you are of your father the devil. He called them hypocrites. He said you are brood of vipers. You are serpents. And this, he was not talking to unbelievers who are just around and this way, he was talking to the Pharisees. He was talking to the, the elders of the church, the leaders. Bless, he called them thieves. Hallelujah. But they could not touch him because it was not their moment yet. So he says, why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. But this is your moment. The time when the power of darkness reigns. This is your moment. When the power of darkness reigns. Hallelujah. This is your moment. The time when the power of darkness reigns, an angel of God will come and strengthen you that you'll be able to just yield. Hallelujah. Where was God when the time of darkness had come? Where was God? Where was God after the man had prayed? And the time of darkness has still come. I say, God works in seasons. He works in seasons. And he knows everything that is happening to you. He knows everything that is going on around you. And he knows that all things are working together all for your good. All things. All the seasons that are changing, they are working together for your good. Can I have an amen? So Jesus went through the season of trouble. He went through the time of trouble. He went through it even to death. He went through it. Hallelujah. He went through it, but that season was not going to last forever. That season was not going to last forever. 
that season also ended. And the Bible says, on the third day, very early in the morning, on the third day, very early in the morning, he rose up again and he walked out of the grave. Very early, first thing in the morning, he rose up. And now, the season has changed. He has become the king of kings. He has become the king of kings. And because he went through that season of trouble, because he went through that time of trouble, there have been a lot of people who are now saved. And you see, if you were there at a time when he was being arrested, you wouldn't have understood it. You wouldn't have understood that God was working out something to save mankind. And you say, why would a man go through a time of trouble? God works in seasons. I say, God works in seasons. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 1. God works in seasons. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 1. Amen. It says, Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to the eldest priests, prophets, and all the people who had been exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. Do you hear? It says, Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to which people? To the elders, who else? Priests, prophets, and all the people who had been what? Exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. Hallelujah. Now, did God actually allow his priests and his prophets to go into exile? To go into captivity? If you read the King James Version, it says, Those, them who were in captive, did God allow his prophets and his priests to go into captivity? You would think that if you were to look, you would think that they they have lost power. The priests have lost their power. The prophets have lost power. But look, it says, Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to the elders, the priests, the prophets, and all the people who had been exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. This was after King Jehoiakim, the queen mother, the court officials, the other officials of Judah and all the craftsmen and artisans had been deported from Jerusalem. He sent the letter with Elasa, son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, when they went to Babylon as King Zedekiah's ambassadors to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. Listen to this. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled from Jerusalem. This is what the God of the heaven's army, the God of Israel, says to all the captives that he, God, has exiled to 
from Jerusalem to Babylon. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you see, king, the king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, may have thought that he was such a mighty and powerful king to have captured all these people. But he didn't know that it was God who had exiled these people to Babylon. Hallelujah. He didn't know that it was the doing of the Lord. And I tell you, nothing will happen to you without God knowing. I said, there is nothing that will happen to you without God knowing. The Bible says that he has taken the pain to even number the hair that is on your head. He said that five sparrows are sold for two cents, two pennies. But not even one of them will fall without God knowing. How much more you? Hallelujah. I said, there is nothing that will happen to you without God knowing. Nothing will happen to you and it will pass the eyes of God without him taking notice of it. Hallelujah. So he says, this is what the heavens army says, that the God of Israel says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. He says, build homes and plan to stay. Do you hear me? God is writing to people he has exiled to Babylon. People who have been taken captive in Babylon. Hallelujah. He says, build homes and plan to stay. Build homes and plan to stay. Hallelujah. He says, plant gardens. Now, you know, do you know how long it takes gardens to... It means that this captivity that you are in, you are not coming out soon. He says, build homes, build homes. Plan to stay there. Plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat food that they produce. Eat the food. Get used to their type of food. Stop thinking of this Judah, Judah bread and Israel, whatever. And get used to their food. Start eating their food. Develop a taste for their food. Hallelujah. Develop a taste for salad. Forget about this type of food. Everything should be in a ball. Everything. Everything that you are eating, it has to be a ball. Very heavy. Too heavy. That you wonder when it lands in your stomach, then it, it, it brings you down. Mercy on you. Develop a taste for some light things. Develop a taste for yogurt. (laughs) Say, Reverend, I'll throw up. Develop a taste. Build homes. Stay. Eat their produce. Marry and have children. Marry and have children. Hallelujah. He says, marry and have children. You are, you are really, you are in exile. Trouble. Times of trouble. But God is saying, marry and have children. So these wives that, oh, I'm not in the mood. You know, the way, can't you see the things that are going on? What, how can you ask me for something like this? Don't you see what is happening? The Bible is saying, marry and have children. How do we marry and have children? How do we have children? How do we have children? And then what? When you marry what? So stop. Oh, I have a headache. All the excuse. God is saying that. Enjoy yourselves. 
Shop that are not in the mood and, and the environment. Look at the things, the economy, and let it not have any effect in you. He says, marry, marry, and have children. Do things. Be happy. Enjoy. Amen. There's trouble, but enjoy your lives. You are in exile, but enjoy your life. Things are not happening, but enjoy your life. The season is not there yet. It's not your season yet, but enjoy your life. Hallelujah. Enjoy your life. Amen. You don't have green cards, so what? Go to school. Still go to school. You don't have green cards, so what? Go to school. Get a career. Get a degree. Earn a degree. Don't wait. You are in exile, but still move forward. Get a degree. Get a degree. Don't wait. You are waiting for a green card. Don't wait. Start school. Take one credit. You can work. Sacrifice. Just pay tuition. They say you don't have financial aid. Pay tuition. Pay tuition from your pocket. Make make Earn a degree. Whatever situation that you are in. I'm waiting. I'm waiting until my papers. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my papers. When my papers come, then I will start school. I'm waiting. I'm waiting until I get married. When I get married, then I'll do. I'm waiting. He says, marry and have children. Move forward. Do things. Yes. You have to prepare because your, your season is coming. And when the season comes and you have not been nourished, when the season comes and you have not been nourished, when the door opens and you don't have that degree, God wants to elevate you. He wants to set you in a place. But you are waiting, you are waiting, you are in exile. And so I'm waiting until I come back to Jerusalem. I'm waiting. Oh, I've not been here for long. I'm waiting until I get settled. Start school, start school. Start school. And a degree. Hallelujah. And a degree. Amen. You don't know why God is delaying your papers. You don't know why. So you are waiting for the delay. You are waiting. You have no idea why. Am I speaking to somebody? He says, marry and have children. Stop the complaint. I have depression. You know, I'm depressed. I'm not in the mood. I'm, de- I'm depressed, you know. The things that are happening, you know, I'm not in the... He says... Have children. How do you have children? Sell them. Tell us. <laughs> the Bible is saying, get on it. 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 Get... Tell your neighbor, get on it. It means even though you are in a season of trouble, have a good time. Have a good time. Hallelujah. Have a good time. When, you see, when your season comes, when your season comes, you don't need a lot of effort. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody? He says, build homes and plan to stay. Plan to stay means don't, don't make your mind like you are coming out now. He says, plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Do you see how long God is projecting this exile and difficulty? <laughs> I say we have a God who works in seasons and times. Hallelujah. He's working in season and time. And in each season, he wants you to 
be productive. Hallelujah. He says, you are going to have grandchildren even in this situation. He says, multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. For its welfare will determine your welfare. I tell you. He says that even though you are in a difficult land, you are in a difficult situation, pray for the nation. Pray for the leaders of that nation. Pray. Pray that there will be peace in that nation. Because when they have peace, you will also have peace. So you are waiting until you come back home before you. Where the city where you are living, you ought to pray for the leaders. Hallelujah. The place where you are working, you have to pray for your boss and pray for. They don't like you. That is where God has placed you. He says, be there and pray that it shall be well with your boss. That you will have peace. You, you will have peace. Pray for your co-workers who don't like you. So you will have peace. The people who have taken you exile, they have brought you into their land and they are maltreating you. God is saying, pray for them. Your boss is giving you some assignment that you don't pray for him. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Somebody is planning to fire you. Pray for him so that you will have peace and you will do your job. Amen. Because, you see, there are certain situations you are praying for it. You are praying for it. And you want it to change. But God does not intend to change it yet. You are praying that it should change. God does not intend to change it yet. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, there, were t- there was a time, there was a time that um, in a certain country which begins with a G. His, his name begins with a G. And there was a government that came on, and the government was doing all sorts of things, trying to now let the churches um, pay tax and let the churches do this. So a lot of people rose up praying, praying for the churches, standing in for the churches. And people were prophesying. They say this government, by, they were prophesying that by next year, this government will be gone. They were prof- prophesying, praying. How many of you pray prayers like that? Or maybe you are too young those times. People were praying that this government, hey, hey, this, this. That government stayed for more than 20 years. <laughs> it didn't change. <laughs> so all the prophets who prophesy, oh, next year, by this time, all of them will die. <laughs> they will die. And their carcass will be eaten by vultures, vultures. Vultures, and what are the black and white bears? What do you call them? <laughs> you people, you are not, you are not right. Mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's read on. It says, the work for the peace. It says, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city. Where I sent you into exile, pray to the Lord for, for it. For its welfare will determine your welfare. Perry, do you see? The, wel- the welfare of this nation will determine your welfare. Paul, the welfare of the country will determine your welfare. The welfare of the place where you work will determine your welfare. When they have peace, that will determine your peace. 
He says, this is what the Lord of the heavens, I mean, the God of Israel says. Do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. They are telling you, oh, this exile is, is ending. Next year, I prophesy to you. Next year. He <laughs> said, this difficulty, we are going back to Jerusalem. He says, if, if, if by June of next year we are not in Jerusalem, do not call me prophet 35. How many of you have heard that before? You see, you see, if you understand the time, times, and timing, you walk with the Lord. You see, you walk with the Lord and you are happy with the Lord. You are not searching, going from prophet to prophet, so they will prophesy some good thing to you. If you understand that God works in seasons and in times. Oh, I've been around for they don't prophesy anything to me, nothing has changed in my who said, Am I God? I'm not God. <laughs> I'm not God. The Bible says, the Bible says, what man saith a thing? What man, what man, what kind of man will say a thing and come to pass if God commanded it not? What man? He says, do he says, do not listen to their dreams. He said, do not let your prophets and the fortune tellers who are with you in the land. You see, sometimes the difficulty around the prophets also, it makes them have dreams. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? I'm reading the word of God to you. I'm sharing the scriptures to you. Those of you who are on every Facebook, we see you. This prophet and they are pouring palm oil. Palm oil on your head, soaking you with palm oil. You see, the problem is that you don't understand the scriptures and you don't understand time, times, and timing. Don't, 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 I'm not saying that God does not give his word to prophets and it comes to pass, but I'm trying to explain something to you that there are certain situations God does not intend to change it yet. And so, you see, that's why sometimes certain situations we we can pray and lay hands on you and pour oil on you and do all sorts of things. God is looking at you and he's laughing because he does not intend to change that situation yet. And he has a reason why that situation is in your life. Let's read on. Let's read on. He says, do not listen to their dreams. Don't listen to their dreams. Because they are telling you lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. I have not sent them. Whatever they are telling you, any prophet that is there that is telling you, in two years you are coming out, don't believe it. I have not sent them. He says that in three years you are getting married, I have not sent them. I have a date when you are getting married. You see, some of you, it is even in two months. But the prophet says, next year, then you are making plans towards next year. Meanwhile, the two months, God has brought a man standing right here. But you can see, because the prophet told you next year. Understand time, times, and timing. Understand the seasons. Hallelujah. And understand that God is a God who works in seasons. Amen. I'm reading the scriptures. If you don't like it, 
Or you have different things in your in your own Bible. You see, this is what verse 10. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for how long? For how long? For how long? You will be in Babylon for how long? That's why it says build homes. Plan to stay. Stay. You'll be dead before the 70 years come. But the prophet is telling you that you are going back to Jerusalem in three years. And so you you will not even let your children go to school. (laughs) You say they will go to school when they return to Jerusalem. This type of schools, I don't like them. You know, when we go back, and then you say, oh, don't worry. Next year, you are going back with all your children. But he says, this is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised for the season will change. He says, I will come and do for you all the good things I have come. I will bring you home again. Not even one day will be after. Not one day before. 70 years. He's a God who works in seasons. He says, this is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised. And I will bring you home again. For I know, I know the plans that I have for you. I have plans concerning your life. I know the plans that I have for you. He says, plans of good and not of evil to bring you a future and a hope. I know the plans that I have for you. I know the plans that I think for you. I know the plans. I know what I'm doing. I know why I sent you into exile. I know why you are going through what you are going through. I know why this is being withheld from you. I know why I brought this person into your life. I know why I brought you to this place. I know you don't like it, but you don't understand everything. You don't seem to understand, but I know the plans. I know what I've planned. I know what I'm thinking. I know what I'm doing. And I know the plans that I have concerning your life. And he says that they are plans of peace and not of evil. Good plans. Hallelujah. He says they are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days, in those days, when the season changes, when the season has now come, when the sun has now turned, the earth has come to the sun again. And when there's daylight, he says, in those days, when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and will bring you home again to your own land. I, the Lord, will do it. Because I know the plans that I have concerning your life. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know what I'm doing. It does not seem to make sense to you. you it, makes, it feels as if God has deserted you. It feels as if God is not with you, but he is very much with you. You are in exile, but he has sent a word through his prophet to speak to you. You are in exile, but he's thinking of you. You are in such difficulty, but your name is on the mind of the Lord. And he says, yes, you are in difficult situation. You don't like what you are experiencing. You don't like what you are going through this moment. You don't like what, you, what is happening. But I know the plans that I have for you. 
He says, I am the one that sent you into exile. I sent you into that situation. I sent you that person to come into your life. I sent you that person. I know he's giving you a lot of trouble. I know she's giving you a lot of trouble in the marriage, but I sent that person into your life. But I know the plan that I have concerning your life. Plans of peace and not of evil to bring you a future and a hope. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up. Our time is up. Hallelujah. The time will come and the 70 years will end. Oh, yes. For some of you, it is seven days, it is seven weeks, it is seven years. But it will end. He says the time will end. It will end. And when the time ends, oh yes, your enemies will even build for you. When the time of exile ended, God raised up Nehemiah. And the Bible says that he had favor before the king. And the king gave him letters. Letters. The The king that brought them into exile, his enemy, he wrote him letters that things will be given him. Trees will be cut for him. Oh, provisions will be made. Transportation will be made. When is your season? You will not need effort. It will just happen. When is your season? Oh, you will not even know what to choose from. When is your season? You will not even know what to select. You will not even know which house should I live in? Where should I live? When is your season? When you are in your season? You will not know which job should I choose. Oh, everyone is calling you. You just send the applications. No one is minding you. But when is your season? When is your season? See how many companies are calling you. CEOs, they want to talk to My you personally. Hope is built there is that special grace that comes upon you when you are in your season. Oh, yes. Then Jesus Christ. Yes. And write your yes. snow. Oh, yes. I oh, dare yes. not trust. It will also end. The sweet this of also will end. This period will also end. This period the will also holy end. Trust this period is also end. It will also end. He says, For I know, for I know. I know. He says, You will be in that situation for time. You will be in that situation for 70 years. But I know the plans that I have towards you. Plans of peace and not of evil. And righteousness. It is working out together. Everything is working together. I dare not trust the sweetest friend. It is all working for your peace. Yes. It is all working. It looks like nothing is working, but God knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. He knows where he's leading. But I know the plan that I have. I know the plans. I know the plans. Yes. Yes. I know the plans. The plans of peace and not of evil. 
Lord of all, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Oh yes, Lord. Father, we know when we lean on you, we will never fall. Father, we know, oh God, that the times may not look right on our side, oh God. In our own perspective, oh God, we don't understand. We feel abandoned. We feel we are in times of trouble. We feel the devil reigns. We feel we have been overcome, oh God. We feel deserted. But Lord, you say, you know the plans that you have concerning us. You are a God of seasons. You are a God of cycles. Oh, Father, we are grateful. We thank you, Lord, that we can understand that everything that is happening to us, everything that we are going through, you say they are all working together. They are all working together. They are all working together. They are fitting in. They are fitting in, oh God. They are working together. And you are working, oh Lord. And you are bringing us to a place, to a place. You say all things work together for our good. Father, we thank you for the changing seasons. We thank you, Lord. Even for the seasons that we do not understand. We thank you for the times that we do not understand. Help us, Lord. Send angels, oh God, to strengthen us in a time of trouble. Send us angels in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We anyone here tonight you are not born again you have not given your life to jesus if you are here tonight you want to give your life to jesus you want to come before jesus you say i want to receive jesus christ as my savior beloved do not live here without receiving christ you are not here by chance jesus is here to meet you he says there's so much room at the cross he says, no matter what you have done in your life, no matter who you are, he can make you a brand new man, brand new woman. Tonight, you are here. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is you, if that is your prayer, wherever you are, with all eyes closed, every head bowed, just lift up your right hand. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You say, I want Jesus to come into my life. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. Anyone else? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? You say, I want to invite Jesus into my life. If you die 
you don't know where you are going but tonight he is here to save you if it is your prayer like that just lift up your hand and i'll pray with you if you have lifted up your hand i want you to make one bold step take a bold step and come forward here to me take another bold step come forward here come forward come forward I surrender lift up your right hand and say this with me and if you are in a congregation join and say this after me say lord jesus thank you for dying for me i believe you are the son of god i believe you died for my sins i believe you rose up on the third day lord jesus let the blood of jesus wash me Cleanse me, purify me, search my heart, remove every sin that is in my heart. Lord Jesus, this evening, I invite you into my life. Take control of my life. Be my master, be my savior. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, I declare tonight that I will serve you. You will be my Lord. Say, Satan, hear me and hear me well. Jesus Christ is my master. He's my savior. I will serve him all the days of my life. Lord Jesus, please help me to walk with you the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Father, we thank you for your sons who are before you tonight. Lord, your word assures us that the heavens rejoice because your sons who were once lost have come back into your kingdom. The angels of the heavens rejoice because a great thing has happened tonight. I pray, O God, that you build a shield around these ones. Father, protect them from every plan and agenda of the enemy. Deliver them, Lord, from temptation. May they not walk with the enemy anymore. But Lord, as they have turned aside to look at you, may they never turn their eyes from you. May they continue to walk with you. And I pray, Lord, that you give them that grace. That grace, oh God. Father, you say you prayed for Peter. You say, Simon, I have prayed for you. I have sought for help for you. For the enemy sought to sift you like we. But Lord, you are praying for these ones. That the enemy will not have a hand in them. That their faith shall continue to stand. Help them to walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. God bless you.
We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.